mixed bag here tonight, and we got to get on the same page. If the Holy Ghost is going to do what he wants to do, we have to get on the same wagon and go the same direction. So I want us to begin to praise the Lord with all that we have, because this is an hour of victory. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to begin to praise the Lord, and you don't, I like music, but you don't need music to do that. If you will praise the Lord and lift your voice up and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Because the Lord is in this house tonight to do a mighty work. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, your disease and your problem can be dried up right this minute. Hallelujah. You will not get a miracle without praising the Lord. If you need a miracle, you've got to praise the Lord. Mm. I didn't say if you feel like praising the Lord, you ought to praise the Lord. I didn't say because you had everything going your way, you should be praising the Lord. But somebody ought to be praising the Lord because he's God. He's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. Mm. Now, I might get to the message here in a minute, but I want you to know that we miss too many opportunities because we get stuck in the wilderness of weeping. And the Lord dealt with me some time ago. He said, my people have stayed too long in the wilderness of weeping. And he said, the only way you can break that is through praise. Most of what we call worship is nothing more than feeling sorry for ourselves. God is not into pity, ladies and gentlemen. God is... Okay, I'm sorry. I, I know we're supposed to be dignified, but I'm going to tell you what I know in the Holy Ghost. You are not... God is not into pity. God is not into feeling sorry for ourselves. God is in, he responds to faith and he responds to praise. And that's why the Bible said to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. You got to come out of that wilderness of weeping. You got to come out of that. I said, you've got to come out of that. Woo! I said, you've got to come out of that. You've got to come out of that. Look at your neighbor and pull on him before we get ready to preach and tell him, come out of that wilderness. It's time to come out of there. It's time to come out of that wilderness. You've been stuck in that wilderness long enough. You've been stuck in that crying long enough. God wants to shake this region down, but somebody's got to come out of the wilderness of weeping. Mm. I feel, I sense the gift of faith in this house. Mm. It's coming now. That miracle you need is right above your head. I'm telling you right now, that victory you feel is not just for you to shout. The victory of the Lord is near you, and all you have to do to possess the miracle is praise the Lord. That is all you have to do to possess the miracle. You possess the miracle through praise. 
That's how you take it. Somebody's got to make up their mind. I'm taking the miracle home with me right now. I'm taking it home with me. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus. Now, now, we're going to work together with the Lord. We're going to partner with the Lord and work together in the working of miracles. How many has pain in your body? Hallelujah. You have any pain in your body? Lift your hand. Now, look around. Look around. It is an almost impossible we could not lay our hands upon everybody in this building, but look around next to you and just turn and face them now. Just turn and face them. Just turn and face one another. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has hijacked this service, but that is okay. I am not upset about it. Praise the Lord. We don't need a sermon right now. We just need to work with God. Hallelujah. Turn and face them and uh, look at them and say, uh, are you going to take the miracle? Hallelujah. Look at them and say, are you going to take the miracle? Well, hallelujah. Look at them and say, you're going home with the miracle tonight. You're making a declaration of faith. You're making a declaration of faith. And tell them you're taking the miracle home with you tonight. Hold on. Hold on. You can shout in just a moment. You can shout in just a moment. But we are going to speak the word of faith together. I want you to take and lay your hand on each other's heads. Praise the Lord. Now... Ask, before you do that, look at them and say, where is the pain? Praise the Lord. Look at them and say, where is it at? And go ahead and tell them. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and tell them where the pain is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tumors are going to disappear in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Tumors are going to go out of this building tonight. Blood disorders are going to be healed in this building tonight. All sorts of diseases are going to be healed in this building tonight. All right, wait upon me. Wait upon the instructions. We are not going to worship. Worship and praise are not the same. We are going to praise the Lord. Lay your hand on their head, and we're going to speak the word of faith together. And you're going to say it with the same intensity by which I say it. And we are not going to hope to get the miracle. We are going to get the miracle right now. Are you ready? By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that is in the name Jesus. I exercise authority and dominion over the infirmity in your body. I bind it and I cast it out of your body right now. And I loose the working of miracles upon your body in the name of Jesus. I command every infirmity to go from you right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you to be whole now. Now open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord and begin to possess the miracle. Open your mouth and begin to possess the miracle. 
You possess it through praise. Woo! You possess it through praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. I must confess to you, I'm going to help you with something. I've got a sermon I could preach, but I, I would rather work with God. I would rather partner with God. We've got sermons coming out our ear holes. Well, hallelujah. Now, here in just a moment, okay, wave your arm around or whatever body part was hurting and just wave it around. Praise the Lord. Move around a little bit. Praise God. How many is feeling the pain leave your body right now? Lift your hand. You're feeling the pain leave your body right now. Well, praise the Lord. That is a signal that God is doing the work. So go ahead and praise the Lord some more in this house. My God, I feel the victory of the Lord in this house. I feel the victory of the Lord in this house. Now, listen to me very closely. We have a, we have a problem. We have an issue that must be corrected. Hallelujah. You see, my brother, the problem we have is that we take and we, we, we cannot praise the Lord like we really need to because we are too busy following what we feel. Oh, God. We're too busy following what we feel. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get out of this following our feelings. Uh, now listen to me. The gift of discerning of spirits is the least asked for spiritual gift. Hallelujah. Oh man, this is going to be fun. I can feel it already. It is the least asked for spiritual gift. Well, because it won't get you invited to the conference. Praise the Lord. It won't get you invited to Denny's after church. Praise the Lord. Many of you do not have the joy of the Lord. You do not have the joy of the Lord. Bishop, I'm sorry. I came, I had a nice message prepared, I guess. Now, I don't write notes, but anyway, uh, I had something nice prepared, but I had a feeling this was going to happen, so I just go ahead and go with it. Praise the Lord. But we have, ladies and gentlemen, we need a baptism of the joy of the Lord. And we act as if God doesn't want us to have that. Listen to me. It is not the will of God for you to go through your walk with God for years and years and years and years and never have joy in your walk with God. That is not the will of God, ladies and gentlemen. But I got news for you. Your joy is not connected to an emotion. Listen to me. Your joy is not connected to any emotion. Uh, and so our problem is, uh, is that uh, we, we have to have the joy of the Lord. Uh, 
Well, uh, the gift of discerning of spirits is so very valuable. It's so very important. Ladies and gentlemen, when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost... When you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you received the ability to discern. Please help me. You received the ability to discern. Ladies and gentlemen, the gift of discerning of spirits is not spooky. It is like a radar. The gift of discerning of spirits is like a radar. It's picking up signals in the atmosphere. Revelations coming in here tonight. Uh, it's like picking up signals in the atmosphere. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we walk and drive through this city. Uh, and we drive through here. Uh, and we feel depression. Uh, you better hear me uh, we feel depression uh, but just because you felt depression uh, does not mean you're depressed uh, God help me uh, it does not mean you're depressed uh, God, you got to stop confessing stuff just because you felt it. Just because I felt depression does not mean I am depressed. God is allowing you to discern what's going on in the region around you. me ah uh, uh, yes uh, you've got to stop following your feelings uh, just because you felt depression uh, doesn't mean you're depressed uh, just because you felt suicide uh, does not mean you're suicidal uh, I don't care what pseudo super wannabe spiritual told you uh, that you need to confess depression uh, that devil is a liar uh, I am not confessing something uh, oh God Well, just confess it, you know, and everything will be okay. I'm going to tell you, I am not going to confess it. Just because you felt it doesn't mean that you have it. And some of you have been feeling depression for months, and you have confessed it. But God's going to liberate you from it tonight, because it's going to come off of you. It's going to come off of you. And the way it comes off is you've got to say, I don't own this. This did not come from me. This did not come from me. It did not come from me. Some of you still ain't saying it yet. But some of you got to get into your mind right now. This did not come from me. This is not mine. I'm plowing through it in the Holy Ghost anyway. I said it did not come from you, so you should not be confessing it. See now, the first thing that the enemy does is he brings to you a feeling. He says, the first thing I do is I bring to you a feeling. And then if I get you to entertain the feeling, then I bring to you an attachment. I bring to you an attachment to where you own something. Uh, now it's not just I feel, now I have. Oh, we're going to bust this thing up here tonight. It's not just I feel, now I have. But then once you entertain I have, then you say I am. It becomes a part of your identity. And that's where some of you are right now. You have identified with the trauma in your life. And you've got to have that broken off of you. 
Brother Wade, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. Well, have you ever heard anybody say my cancer came back or my sickness came back or... You identified with the sickness. You identified with it. You identified with it. You cannot identify with it anymore. You must make up your mind that I'm going to, I will not be identified with that any longer. You cannot, brother, well, brother Wade, I know I felt it. It does not matter. I'm going to keep pounding it until some of you get it. your hands in the air and pray in the Holy Ghost and let this just register. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Well, we're going to address something else here now. I had a man call me, Bishop. I had a man, you know him. I had a man call me some time ago. And uh, there's going to be many layers that come off of some of you. Many layers. Many layers, ma'am. Many layers. I know what I'm talking about. Many layers. I had a man call me, and he said to me, he said, Bobby, I had a man call. He said, I had a man in my church. He's a great man, a good pastor. He's got three beautiful children, a great wife, got a good church, great church. And he said to me, a man come up to me in my church and told me that God was going to take me early. Now, he's 40 years old and said, God's going to take me early. Well, when he said that to me, please forgive me. This is not arrogance. This is just the facts. I said to him, I said, God did not say that. Well, praise the Lord. I said, God did not say that. He said, how do you know God didn't say that? Now, please forgive me, my dear sister. This is not arrogance. This is just facts. I said, because that's not what God said to me concerning you. God said to me, you're going to take that city. God said to me, you're the man for that region. Think you're hearing what I'm saying. Some of you, the devil's been lying to you and telling you you're going to go out early, but I tell you in the name of Jesus, you're not going out early. God has something planned for your family. God. I'm going to say it again. You're not going out early. Well, you don't know the prognosis I just got. They just told me I got a heart defect. They just told me. I said to him, I said to him, I said, brother, I said, now that man was not sent of the devil. He was not sent from the devil. Now, my dear sister, you just be prepared because the joy of the Lord is going to come to you. I, I, I'm telling you what I know. You are going to have the joy of the Lord. 
Now you love, now my sister, you love intimacy with God. You love intimacy with God. You are a worshiper. But you need militant power in your life. And the only way to get that is for you to understand that the joy of the Lord will come to you. And listen, you demand a perfection out of yourself that God doesn't demand. See, I'm going to tell you all something. The reason why, oh, God, Bishop, is this okay? We okay? All right. Because I, I, I know that we're not used to talking like this stuff, but I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in being used of God. Oh, well, huh. well, I just threw about 50 years of tradition out the window. I don't believe in being used of God. For me to suggest that God wants to use you is for me to suggest that only God only wants something out of you when he can get something out of you. And then the rest of the time, he throws you in the back of the closet like a dirty shoe. That's not how God operates. I still, I, well, praise the Lord. God is not into using people. God is into partnership. I said God is into partnership. And God wants to partner with everybody in this building. Well, Brother Wade, I need scripture for that. I'm glad you asked. It's found in the book of Mark, chapter number 16. And the Bible said, and they went everywhere preaching, the Lord working with them. That's partnership. I don't have no pressure on me in here tonight. You know why? Because I know who my partner is. And I don't have to worry about it. told that man, I said to him, I said to him, I said, now I've lost 500 pounds. Now listen to me. I've lost 500 pounds. Praise the Lord. I've lost 500 pounds. Praise God. I got a lot of energy up in this mug. And that's good for me, but it could be bad for you. But if you think I'm going to be sitting around here hanging my head down after God's given me my life back, you're out your ever-loving mind. I don't know how some of you couldn't have joy after all that God's done, after God's given you your life back, after what God's done for you, and you're sitting here acting like God ain't going to get you out. God help me. I don't know how some of you couldn't give God some praise. I don't know how some of you couldn't believe that God could get you out. God has given you your life back. I wish somebody give God some praise in this house right now. God's giving you your life back. It's time for you to take it and do something with it. I said, it's time for you to do something with it. See, I'm going to tell you something, sis. Let me tell you a little secret. Are you ready? Just act like nobody else is here. I'm going to talk to you for a second. That Bible says, that Bible says that he would give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to help you with something. You cannot take the garment of praise and put it on top of the heaviness. You have to take the heaviness off and then put on the garment of praise. I'm waiting on some of y'all right now. You ain't waiting on me to preach no message. I, I'm telling you right now, some of you need to take that heaviness off of you and say, tonight is the last night I'm going to some of you got to take that heaviness off of you. Some of you still ain't. 
take it off. I said it's time to take it off. It's time to take it off right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By the authority of the word of God, I loose you of every heaviness in your mind. I loose you of every heaviness in your body. It's time to loose militant power. It's time to release militant power in this house. Woo! somebody it's time to take the heaviness off it's time to take the despair off no don't give God some uh, some obligatory praise you got to take it off you got to take that thing off and you got to go in The Holy Ghost has a garment for you tonight. There's a garment change in this house. The Holy Ghost has a garment change for you. Woo! Brother, it's time to take that garment off. It's time to let God love you with his love. I said it's time for you to let God love you with his love. God's love's perfect. He loves you like a father. And you got to stop putting yourself on trial. Ah, God help me. I'm telling you what I know. You cannot put yourself on trial. God! I said it's time to take that off. 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 See, see. Let me let me just tell you something. I believe in worship. I believe in it. I believe in worship, my dear brother. I absolutely believe it because in worship, that's where intimacy is. That's where God writes his laws on your heart. That's where God brings convictions to you in intimacy. Praise the Lord. And I absolutely believe in it. But some of you, you're stuck in that realm of worship. It's not, it's not because you're a bad person. Listen to me. I don't mind you quote me, but don't misquote me. That's not because you're a bad person. It's because you crave intimacy. Because some of you have grown up in families where there was no intimacy. You grew up in families that had no intimacy. So when somebody comes to you and says, look at God as a father, whether you reference back to your earthly father. You reference back to your earthly father. And you say, well, my earthly father walked out on me. My earthly father abused me. And I can relate to that, man, because my earthly father walked out on me when I was three years old. Just said, see you later. See, see you later. Out of here. 
my earthly dad walked out on me. Walked right past me in the grocery store and acted like I didn't exist. And so when people said, look at God as father, I'm like, yeah, right. Praise the Lord. Look at God as father. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you obviously don't know my father, my earthly father. One was undercaring and one was overbearing. And so we crave this intimacy. And when you look at God as when you look at God as Father, you don't have to come and beg. But see, when you're in worship, something, real worship, something is supposed to take place. Now, just a moment ago, Brother Elliot, the working of miracles came in here. But here in just a few minutes, the gifts of healing are going to come in here. And they are not the same. And they are not the same. And they are not the same. One deals with emotions. The other deals with your physical body. Just a moment ago, your physical body was healed. Now, in just a moment, every emotion is going to be healed in this building. when real worship goes forth the gifts of healing are released not standing there feeling sorry for ourselves but worship releases healing and many of you are operating from the base of wounded faith you want to believe God but you can't. You want to, but you can't. I was in a meeting some time ago, a very large meeting, and they was preaching faith. That The men of God that was preaching was preaching faith. And I'm telling you, it fell as flat as a pancake. And the Lord asked me a question. He said, do you know why? I said, no. He said, because they don't believe me. The people do not believe me. So when I tell them they're going to have harvest, they don't believe me. When I tell them I'm going to heal their wounds, they don't believe me. Because they've been operating from the base of wounded faith. Am I talking to me, anybody? Am I just up here talking to me? They don't believe me. They don't believe me when I say it. And so it doesn't matter what's preached to them. They can't. But my brother, there is a thing called the gift of faith. And the gift of faith is not my faith. It's God's. And the gift of faith bridges the gap between the miracle that I need and the faith that I don't have. Uh, you that come to God must believe. And it didn't matter what the men of God preached. It wasn't their preaching. It was their inability to believe God. And many of you are that way in this building now. But God's going to heal it. God's going to heal it now. Because he loves you. He loves you. And many of you are demanding a perfection out of yourself that God doesn't demand. 
Lift your hands all over this building now. Receive the healing virtue of the Lord. Come through your spirit. I, com I command every wounded faith to be healed now. I command all wounded faith to be healed now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command your faith to be healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hayatakatala mahasato. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I want everybody in this building to pray in the Holy Ghost. The healing virtue of the Lord is going through this building. I'm talking about the healing of your spirit. I'm talking about the healing of your emotions. I'm talking about the healing of your expectation. Go ahead. We're not in a hurry right now. We're not in a hurry right now. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release you of every false image that the enemy has given to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. try to keep you much longer. The Lord has done a lot in this service. A lot has been done in this service in the last 45, 50 minutes. I'm not trying to wear you out. But I'm going to tell you something, brother. Listen to me. We preach that God is omniscient, but we don't believe it. We preach that God is omniscient, but we do not believe it. 
We preach that God knows everything, but we don't believe it. And I'll prove to you we don't believe it. The Lord comes to Jeremiah and he says to Jeremiah, you are a prophet. And Jeremiah says, you got the wrong guy. Praise the Lord, it's in that Bible. No, I'm not a prophet. He goes, wait a second, I'm God. I'm God. I know you. I'm God. And before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And I sanctified you to be a prophet. How arrogant of it, how arrogant is it of us to look at God after he has told us what we are and who we are and to look at God and say, no, that's not who I am. How arrogant of us is that? That is not humility. That is not humility, ladies and gentlemen. That is telling God that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Moses, you are the deliverer of my people. Wrong guy. It's in that Bible, is it not? Is that in that Bible? Okay, I'm just checking. Is it in that Bible? Okay. We preach that God is omniscient, but we don't believe it. I'm going to give some of you a news flash, praise the Lord. I'm going to help some of you in this building right now. God has never, never regretted one investment that he has made into you. Lord. Well, a couple of you believe that, and I got a couple head nods and a couple amens. I'm going to say it again. He has never regretted one investment he's made in you. Not one. So why is it that when you come to prayer, you make a list and you make a case on why God won't partner with you, huh? Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Why do you make a list and a case for God, why God won't partner with you? That is an absolute lie. I'm going to tell you here tonight, ma'am, God has never regretted the investment he made into you. Ever. He's never done it. He's never looked at them and said, man, I wished, I wished I wouldn't have anointed them. Man, I wished I wouldn't have filled them. Man, I wished I wouldn't have delivered them. He has never said that. I'm going to help you with something and then I'm going to try to get out of here. But I'm going to tell you something here tonight and you better believe it till the day you die. Ladies and gentlemen, he knew you. He knew your mistakes. He knew your flaws. He knew all of this. And that's why the devil's hacked off. The devil's upset and mad because he knows the mistakes you made too. And he's sitting over there. God, I can't believe you're going to work with him now. I can't believe that you're going to help them now. I can't believe you're going to deliver them now. You mean you're still going to work with them after all the mess they made? God said absolutely correct I'm going to work with them and you might as well just sit over in the corner and get happy about it I'm preaching to I'm not just preaching to this church I'm preaching to every apostolic in this region that is sitting there with their arms folded and they don't believe that tell you something brother when God called you he factored your failures into the equation yeah. 
I don't believe that, Brother Wade. Well, then you don't believe that Bible. That Bible says he declared the end from the beginning. Well, praise the Lord. He declared the end from the beginning. You got to make up your mind right now that I'm going to stop saying the opposite of what God's saying. If God says, Hallelujah. It is not arrogance to say what God said concerning you. God called this church victorious before it ever went through one trial. I don't think you're hearing me yet. Okay, how much time do I got? Do I got any time? Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm dealing with a mindset right now, so when you're dealing with a stronghold, you strongholds don't get get uprooted in three minutes. Hallelujah. It don't get uprooted in three minutes, sir. When you're dealing with a stronghold, you've got to take that thing down. You've got to bring it down. Hallelujah. I wish I had the time, but I don't. I wish I had the time, but I do not. Sir, God gave you a place to occupy in the spirit. Do you believe that? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You. He gave you a place to occupy in the spirit. Okay. He gave you a place to occupy in the spirit. Now I hesitate to go where I'm going, but we're here, so. So if I have a place to occupy in the spirit, Brother Knox, because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, that's not heaven. That's not heaven. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. That's not heaven. Okay. Well, some of y'all's balloon just got deflated. I'm going to try it again. That's not heaven. God's not up there with a, a belt and apron on with a hammer in, a, in it and building you a mansion. Well, praise the Lord. Some of you don't want to go to heaven now. <laughs> don't worry. There's still going to be no pain there and all that. But the word mansions there is the word rooms. In my father's house, there's many rooms. And the reason why we cannot, the reason why we can't celebrate each other The reason why we can't celebrate one another is because I keep wanting to get in your room and I haven't discovered mine. Oh, oh, oh God. I, oh God. And he said, he said, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, a place to occupy, a place to occupy in the spirit. 
a place to occupy in the spirit. So, Brother Knox, the reason I don't want to work with you is because I keep looking at your room and wanting your room. Oh, I better not. I, I got to get up out of here because I'm just, this region, well, I'm going to go obey and go ahead and obey the Holy Ghost. This region has been under the bondage of disunity for years. Oh, Bishop, I done felt it come up. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say it again. This region has been under the bondage of disunity for years. And the reason why we're not having harvest is not because of the devil. We're not having harvest because we can't celebrate one another. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get nobody to say that about that right there. That's okay, though. I'm going to tell you, I'm already in it. I'm going to go on with it. I'm going to tell you again, God is looking at this region and he's saying, it's not the devil's fault you're not having harvest. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. I'm not scared. I know right where I'm at. I know what the Holy Ghost told me on the way over here. I know that the Holy Ghost told me that it was the will of God for this region to explode an apostolic harvest, and we're sitting here, and the average, oh, oh, well, wait, 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 wait a second. I'm going to tell you all a little secret right now. The average church is, the average attendance of the church is, in the United Pentecostal Church, is 60 Oh, it's getting real tight right about now. The average attendance is about 60 and maybe 70. And we... Uh, see, I'm going to tell you all a little something. I'm going to tell you something, Brother Elliot. Just, just, just humor me for a second. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you a secret. And I feel a boldness coming upon me. I feel militant power coming upon me here tonight. And I'm, because I know that it is not the will of God for this, this region to be bound. It is not the will of God for this region to be bound. The Lord dealt with me about... A few moments ago, a few, few, uh, about a month ago, and he began to deal with me about apostolic alliances. And divine partnerships. I asked Brother Mark Morgan a while back, I said, I told Brother Morgan, I said, I would like to know where is the, now Brother I told, I asked Brother Morgan, I said, Brother Morgan, I would like to know where is the nuclear button in the spirit? Because I'd like to nuke some stuff. Well, that's just being honest. I'd like to nuke some stuff. Hallelujah. I'd like to know where it's at. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'd like to nuke some stuff in the Holy Ghost. Just incinerate it. And he goes, oh, that's easy. I know, I know what that is. I said, wait a minute. I've been, I've been asking. I've been, well, praise the Lord. I've been wanting to know where is this at? And he said, it's easy. I'll tell you right where it's at. I said, okay. He said, the nuclear button in the spirit is called Unity. The nuclear button is unity. I'm plowing something up right now, but that's okay. I'm not scared, y'all. I know what my assignment is in this service. God sent me here, and he is, he is in this house, and he's saying it is overdue to have a massive harvest in this region. This region is overdue. I'm going to say it again. This region is overdue. We got so many backsliders out in these hollers. We got so many backsliders out here. Well, Brother Wade, I'm just waiting on God to bring them back. And God's saying, I'm waiting on my people to get unified. We need some divine connections. 
Okay, it's so 37. Brother, in Luke chapter number 5, are y'all bored? I, I'm, okay. In Luke chapter number 5, the Bible said, the Bible said that Jesus told Peter, let your net down for a drought. That one it said, let your net down for a drought. <sighs> he said, okay, I'll let it down. And the Bible said that he got such a harvest. That had he not had no partners close by. Had he not had no partners close by. He would have not only lost the harvest. He would have lost his ministry. Because the harvest. And the reason I need you brother. Is not, is not for you to carry me along. I need you. Because there's a harvest that I got to get in. And I can't get it in without you. I can't get my harvest in without you. And you can't get your harvest without me. We've got to stop competing against one another long enough. To... Had somebody help me in here. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I've got to have you. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. Some of you still ain't saying it like you're convinced. But look at him and tell him, I've got to have you. There's a miracle that I've got to reel in here. And if I don't have you, I'm going to lose it. It's too large for me. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. You've got to get together. You've got to learn how to bind with one another. Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer Peter didn't say look on me he said look on us look on us because we're operating in divine partnership in that jail in Acts chapter number 16. He will die in that jail if he doesn't have a Silas. He will die in that jail if he doesn't have a Silas. Because while one was praying, somebody else was praising. And while, you're going to die in that prison you're in if you don't have somebody next to you that can You're going to die in that despair if you don't learn how to let them walls down. And you don't learn how to start trusting each other. I wish somebody give God some praise in this house. I'm coming to a close. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go, but I know what I'm talking about. I said, I know what I'm talking about. We got to learn how to work with one another. The harvest that God has for us is too big for one church. I'm telling you, there is a Spanish-speaking revival coming to North America that our buildings can't handle. I'm telling you what I know in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost told me a month ago, I am getting ready to release a harvest among the Spanish-speaking people. And there's a fire that's coming out of them. Come on, it's time to start prophesying over this region right now. There's a harvest that we can't contain. I'm done. Come on, we got to open your mouth and start prophesying right now.
Well, Brother Wade, we can't speak that language. But I'll tell you something right now. God can bring converts in. God can convert people. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. For more information about our ministry, visit our website.